I have an Easter poem that I wrote many, many years ago. And I went back to that poem. I so wanted to share it again. I share it almost every Easter Sunday. But I had to edit it for Easter 2020 because of the time we're in and it's very different. So I want you to get the new and updated Easter 2020 version of the poem by me, myself, and I, Pastor Calvin. It's Easter, you say. Bunnies and baskets, today there are few. Worship today, a skeleton crew. Colorful eggs, not many in view. Easter online, why, whoever knew. Flowers and ribbons tied in a bow. It's all dressed up, off to the internet we go. Families can't gather from high and low. There's social distancing today, you know. Joy and cheer still brighten this day. No sorrow around here, I say. But did it all start out this way? Hosanna, Hosanna, the people cried. Blessed is he, but so many lied. Falsely accused, and then he was tried. Guilty? No, it was for me he died. Beaten and mocked was he by men. Just part of the price he paid for my sin. Tortured and bleeding, how could he win? To a wooden cross nailed, was this now the end? Where will we go? What will we do? He's dead now and everybody knew. The crowds are gone, his followers are few. Next of kin, his father is who? In the grave now, because he is dead. I will arise, he was known to have said. Please don't die, his disciples had pled. But into hiding the twelve had now fled. Laid in a tomb, sealed by a stone. Considered a king, but without a throne. Surely now he was all alone. Oh, if only they had really known. It's Easter, you say? No, it's Resurrection Day. Michael, go rescue my son. And with the Roman guards, have some fun. Hell's power, Satan has none. For he is alive, Jesus has won. And can everybody along with me say amen to that? How true it is. I want to go right into God's Word and the message that's on my heart for this Easter. And I'm going to give you the title right here at the beginning because I need to kind of explain the title. And this is it. Christ is alive, as a question, or Christ is alive, as an exclamation. Now stay with me and you're going to understand why that is the way I've titled today's message. I want to get right into the scripture starting in Luke chapter 24. And you're going to see it and I'm going to be reading it from the message translation. At the crack of dawn on Sunday, <clears throat> the women came to the tomb carrying the barrel spices they had prepared. They found the entrance stone rolled back from the tomb. So they walked in. But once inside, they couldn't find the body of the Master Jesus. They were puzzled, wondering what to make of this. Then out of nowhere, it seemed, two men, light cascading over them, stood there. The women were awestruck and bowed down to worship. The men said, why are you looking for the living one in a cemetery? He is not here, but raised up. Remember how he told you when you were still back in Galilee... That he had to be handed over to sinners, be killed on a cross, and in three days rise up. Then they remembered Jesus' words. They left the tomb and broke the news to all of this to the eleven and the rest. 
Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James and the other women with them kept telling these things to the apostles. But the apostles didn't believe a word of it, though they were make, thought they were making it all up. But Peter jumped to his feet and ran to the tomb. He stooped to look in and saw a few grave clothes, that's all. He walked away puzzled, shaking his head. The reason I bring this title with a question mark or an exclamation point is because there are some listening to me today who do not show proof of Christ being alive. You do not show proof. Your life does not show proof of the risen Christ. That statement has a question mark behind it for you. Because yes, Jesus lived. He walked among us on this earth. He did indeed die. He was crucified. He did hang on a cross. He was buried. And on that first Easter morning, he did come out of the tomb alive. And he is alive forevermore. So yes, Jesus is alive. But I want this message to be very personal today. Because you have to answer that question. If it's a question, I want you to be able to change that question to an exclamation point before you disconnect from this service today. Let's get started. I want to ask you to use your imaginations with me for the next few moments. I want us to imagine death as a person. I want, to, I want us to imagine death as a person. So let's start with death's birth and the early years. Death was conceived in Adam and Eve's temptation and birthed the moment they sinned back in the Garden of Eden. Holy Scriptures record the birth by one man, Adam, sin entered into the world and death by sin. The parent of death is sin. And the grandparent of death is Satan himself. Again, Holy Scriptures tell us that whoever commits sin is of the devil. So on the day that Adam fell to temptation and sinned, there was a bouncing baby boar born into the household of the devil <coughs> whose name was death. Now stay with me here, stay with me. You see, there was a time before death's birth that this world was a paradise. There were no thorns, no deserts, no pain, no sorrow, no labor, no, no, no cares. The fruit of the land grew itself willingly and abundantly. The human body was perfect, made to last forever. But you see, death came on the scene, and death was very active in his early years. It doesn't take us long at all to see him surface with Cain and Abel. As Cain, motivated by jealousy, strikes down his own brother in a field and leaves him there to be devoured by death. Death rapidly becomes the strongest predator on the face of the earth, relentlessly tracking down each victim. Death is seen day and night, going to and fro throughout the earth, stalking his prey. He plays no favorites and he is not prejudiced. He leaps upon young and old, man, woman, and child alike. Well, at the mere mention of death's name, mortal men trembled. Then... One day death was wandering around the earth when he received word that a new man, a second Adam, some kind of 
God-man had come in flesh and blood to dwell on the earth among mortals. One thought struck death. If he has come in the flesh, he's mine. And death feels certain that the time is right. As this God-man has come to Jerusalem, heralded as some kind of Messiah. I can see death as he goes along with the guards to the Garden of Gethsemane. His anger is kindled as he sees the one who has eluded him up until now. He threatens and mocks, trying his best to terrorize this God-man, this Son of God. But Jesus looks him straight in the eye and does not flinch for one second. There is not one indication of fear upon Jesus' face. He has the look of a conqueror, of a victor. On the contrary, it is death that is shaken by fear. Could it be that death has finally met his master? I can see death as he goes along with the crowd from the garden to the house of Caiaphas and then on to Pilate. I can hear death whisper into Pilate's ear, kill him, give him over to me. I know how to handle this troublemaker. When this didn't work, death whispered in the ears of the crazed crowd, stirring them up to cry out, crucify him, crucify him. Release unto us Barabbas, that violent activist. Let the blood of this man, Jesus, be on our hands and on our children's hands, they shouted. And so as this crowd, which had murder in their heart, cries out to Pilate, death begins to celebrate. He's almost mine. I will finally destroy him. Death cheers when he hears Pilate announce that Christ is to go to the executioner's and be crucified. With every lash of the whip, death lunged upon the body of Christ, yet he could not get a death grip. That's okay. I'll get this Jesus when he goes to the cross. Death along with Satan was present as Christ was laid upon a rugged cross. They shouted with glee as the brutal Roman soldiers placed nails in his hands and feet. They all laughed together as the cross was lifted up and dropped into place. And finally, in the midst of Christ's agony, he struggled for breath enough to say, Father, forgive them, and it is finished. And he bowed his head and died. The sun refused to, to shine. The earth shook violently. The birds hushed their singing. The angels of heaven stood in stunned amazement as the Creator, the very Son of God, slumped and died. Pandemonium broke out in hell. Death again felt fear as he remembered Jesus' words, Destroy this temple and I will raise it up again in three days. Watch him well, death, roared Satan. Keep him over three days and his kingdom is yours. Day one. All is well. The party in hell goes on. Day two, no problem. Celebrations in hell continue. Day three, death begins to feel somewhat faint. And then it happens. Two angels step to the tomb and roll the stone away. And Christ stepped out very much alive, victorious over death, hell, and the grave. So then what 
is Easter really about, my friend? It is the celebration of the truth that death could not keep a God-man down. What was this first Easter? It was the day death died. What is it? That separates Jesus from all other religious leaders ever to walk the earth. Jesus, for Jesus and for Jesus alone, death had to step aside. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts chapter 13 verse 30, but God raised him from the dead. The Bible goes on to tell us in Acts 1 verse 3, Jesus showed himself alive after his death, after the passion, after the crucifixion, by many infallible proofs, being seen of the people 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Oh yes, Christ is alive. But is that a question for you or is it still an exclamation? Is he alive in your heart today? Does your life portray a risen Christ? Does your life during this pandemic portray something more than hope in this life alone? Because all of the world knows that hope in this life alone will disappoint, will leave you in discouragement and despair. Are you proof, yet another proof of the resurrection of Jesus Christ? Because I have to tell you today, the resurrection of Jesus still changes lives. I said the resurrection of Jesus still changes lives. There are those of you, there are many of you who will, who will, tell, who will tell you the same about their lives. Jesus' resurrection power has changed me. They will tell you that His resurrection power has freed them from alcohol or drug addiction or some other life-controlling addiction. They will tell you that His resurrection power restored their home and restored their family. His resurrection power saved their marriage, brought them out of deep depression. There are those that will say His resurrection power has given them a new purpose in life. Some listening to my voice right now will tell you that the reason they are still alive today is because they met the risen Christ. There are others who will tell you that the risen Jesus put life in my barren womb and I was able to bear a child. The risen Jesus found my lost son or my lost daughter and brought him, brought her home again to me. So I'm asking you, are you another proof of the resurrected Lord? You can place your hope and your trust today in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and death will die for you. Look at what Jesus says about that in John chapter 5, verse 24. Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but, listen to this, has crossed over from death to life. Very truly I tell you, a time is coming and now has come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. I pray that you are hearing the voice right now, the voice of Jesus through this message, through this connection. 
that you hear that voice of hope, that voice of resurrection life, and you receive and you respond, and you too will live. So you see, Jesus is not among the dead. He lives. If you believe upon him, you are not among the dead either, but you also live, and you will live forevermore. Let's listen to just a little bit more of what happened on that first Easter. Matthew chapter 27 I referred to this, let's read it. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, and he cried out, it is finished, he gave up his spirit, his head dropped and he died. At that moment, the curtain of the temple of Jerusalem, the curtain that separated mankind from the presence of the living God, that curtain was torn into from top to bottom. In the moment that happened, The earth shook, the rock splits. Listen to this. Tombs and graves broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life again. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. Wow! Upon the death and the resurrection of Jesus, His death released His resurrection released life to those that had died natural death as proof that he conquered even physical natural death. When he drew his last breath, life came and it came violently. Man, how amazing is that? That life came. Not only did hundreds and hundreds and thousands see the resurrected Christ for some 40 days, but many more saw The resurrected Christ, the resurrected saints, those that had died, loved ones, and even many of the prophets came back to life, came out of their graves. Because God made a statement that day that the Son of God, His Son, had conquered death. Death had finally died. Jesus says very clearly in John chapter 11 verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Jesus is asking that. Do you believe that? We just read, those will, they, if you will hear the Son of God, if you will hear the voice of the Son of God and receive that, you will live. So he's saying, do you believe this? Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah The Son of God who has come to the world. That has to be our statement today and every day. If death will die for us, we have to say, yes, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you are the Savior of the world. I believe you are my Savior. I believe you are the only way, the only truth and the only life, the only way to get to heaven, the only way to see the Father and to spend eternity, the only way to live forever. Yes, Jesus died and he was buried, but on the third day he rose again from the dead. And I came today to declare to you this Easter Sunday of 2020, Unlike any Easter Sunday in my lifetime and most of our lifetimes. But still it's Easter Sunday. 
Easter was not canceled, will never be canceled. No man, no virus, no plague, no war, no rumors, nothing can cancel the reality that is Easter, that Jesus Christ went into the grave, came out again on the third day, alive forevermore, conquering death, hell, sin, disease, despair, depression, addiction. Jesus conquered and overcame for you and I so that you can hear today the voice of the Son of God and you can respond and you can live. So Christ is alive. Is that followed by a question mark for you? Or an exclamation point, you must decide. I'm going to pause for just a moment here. Pastor Christie is going to come. She's going to share a very special new worship song right here with all of us. And then I'm going to come back with just a few closing remarks. And I want to pray with you and for you before this service ends.
Bible says that when the Messiah comes, one of the first things he will do for all people, for all people, in Isaiah chapter 61, one of the prophets, one of the Old Testament prophets says, Jesus will come to bind up and heal the brokenhearted. Jesus repeated that prophecy of himself in the Gospel of Luke when he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus. He's anointed me, Jesus, to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. If all I do with Jesus Christ is continue to memorialize his death, I will remain dead. My friend, that is not what Easter is. Easter is not a memorial service where we remember the dead. Easter is a celebration of the life and the resurrection life of Jesus Christ. We're not gathered here to memorialize the dead Jesus. We're gathered here today to celebrate the life of our risen Lord. I know I'm speaking to some broken hearts. I know I'm speaking to some wounded hearts, troubled hearts, hurting hearts. I came to tell you Jesus rose from the dead to heal your broken heart. He has a new heart for you today. Romans 10.9 gives you and I the power to roll the stone away, the stone of death away from the tomb of our own heart. This gives us the power to do that. And it says this, that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. My friend, it's as simple as that. It's as simple as hearing the voice of the Son of God today that this pastor has presented to you and responding, saying, yes, I believe. I believe you are my Savior. I want you in my life as my Savior, as my resurrected Lord. I want to make Christ is alive an exclamation in my own life because then and only then can it become a personal proclamation that you make from this day forward. Christ is alive. I want to ask you if you'll pray with me right here in these closing minutes. I want to pray with you and I want to pray for you. <clears throat> Bow your heads wherever you are, close your eyes, separate any distractions around you and I want to pray. Father, we come together, we're praying with hundreds through the airwaves right now that are connected to this special Easter service. And I pray that the voice of the Son of God has gone forth and many who are hearing and receiving will pass from death to life. Many who are hearing and receiving will make that confession that I just read, that confession of Jesus Christ. I believe in my heart. He is the Son of God. I believe in my heart He is alive. I believe in my heart He has the power to forgive my sin and to give me the gift of eternal life. And that is my prayer for everyone watching, Father, that you will visit them by your precious Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Bear witness in their heart right now that, that Jesus has come into their lives that they're confessing their sins before you now and being forgiven, washed in the precious blood of our Savior. 
Sins forgiven and made righteous in your sight. And the work of your grace has invaded them. The work of your grace has begun something new and powerful that will never end. The work of your grace in their life. To strengthen them, to grow them, to mature them. And so, Father, I pray your blessing and I pray the confirming witness of your spirit in these moments right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Now, my friend, would you do one last thing for me? If you prayed with me, if you prayed with me to accept Jesus, to say, I want to make Christ is alive, an exclamation so that it becomes my personal proclamation from this day forward. Would you take just a few seconds, text the word prayer, the word prayer, you'll see it on the screen, to that number. Text the word prayer to that number, and it's going to come to me, and I'm going to be able to respond to you as I so want the opportunity to do. Text the word prayer to that phone number, and you will hear from me. But either way, I continue to pray for each and every one of you that Christ is alive, is the personal proclamation of our lives every single day more in, with, with more urgency than ever in this time. So the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you until we meet together again.